Welcome back to Co-op Energy Talk. I'm your host, Rachel Johnson, the Member Relations Manager here at Cherryland Electric Cooperative, and you are listening to our board meeting brief for the board meeting on Monday, April 24th. I just want to talk about two areas this month that our board addressed. The first, and this is something we talked with you about last month as well, but I want to talk about our finances. We continue to experience really mild weather, which is great for those of us who enjoy being outside and not having to deal with uh, extreme cold, but it is negatively impacting our sales. Our energy sales are currently 4.7% lower than last year and a little over 3% below what we budgeted. At the same time, our operating expenses continue to be a little bit under budget, which is good. So we're, we're managing those lower than expected sales by managing our expenses. But our interest expense is about $45,000 above budget. And that, I'm not telling all of you anything you don't know, that is 100% due to interest rates for short-term borrowings. But as a capital intensive business, those interest rates do greatly affect our finances. So right now, our net operating margins are currently negative, about $630,000 in the red. We anticipate that this could turn around based on our sales this summer, uh, especially if we have a warm summer with lots of air conditioning load. So that's something we will continue to monitor. And then depending on where we're at as we get towards the end of the summer, we can make budget adjustments as necessary. So not something that I think we are over concerned about, but a very, very real challenge this year due to weather. So something we're going to continue to monitor. And I will continue to update you about both in this podcast and maybe in a a manager's column as well, depending on where we're at as we get further into the year. The second area that the board spent some time on this month that I also think we will talk with you more about in the future is some legislation that is beginning the process of moving through the Michigan legislature. So last week, Senate Democrats released an initial set of bills that would greatly change the energy landscape in Michigan. And I have just a few key highlights that we've pulled from our analysis of those bills that we're going to dig a little deeper into in the coming months. So one of the things that the bills propose is a 100% clean energy standard by 2035. To put that in context for you, we currently have a renewable portfolio standard. So this would likely expand that definition from being solely renewables to also including nuclear, which is a no carbon generation source. And that is something we would greatly approve of. That said, our current renewable portfolio standard is 15%. So 15% of our energy has to come from renewable sources. Cherryland roughly gets a little under 20% from renewable sources right now. So we're easily exceeding that mandate. The idea of a 100% clean energy standard by 2035 is likely a timeline that isn't realistic. And so that will be something we're going to push back on as we move as we watch that legislation move from the Senate through the committee out onto the floor and through the House. A second mandate in this set of bills is tied to a a previous mandate known as energy waste reduction. You've heard us refer to it as EWR probably. And basically the old EWR required co-ops to incentivize a 1% reduction in energy use compared to their previous three years sales. It on the surface is an incredibly, it, it, it makes sense, right? Like we don't want to waste energy. Nobody wants to waste energy. And if you go back 15, 20 years ago, as we were going through the transition from like into LED light bulbs and things like that, it probably made sense. The problem we have today is this new mandate that's being proposed would propose a 
2% EWR requirement for co-ops. So every single year, we would have to incentivize a 2% reduction in our energy load. But in addition to that, it's tied to technologies that have already changed. Like nobody can buy anything but an LED bulb today. And it's really hard to find inefficient appliances today. So one of the things that we're going to kind of work on as that moves through the legislature is, is there a more modern way to think about these types of incentives and maybe even tie them a little bit more to decarbonization, to emerging technologies, um, things we know our members are already really interested in. So that's something we're going to watch. But uh, we, we really feel very strongly that it would be impossible for us to meet that 2% goal because there's just not enough new technologies out there. Everybody's done the light bulbs. Everybody's kind of already done all those things. And so that will be something we'll continue to watch. Uh, a fourth, I'm sorry, a third element of this package of bills is uh, requiring updated building codes in order to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in new building construction by 17% by 2030. I I can't say exactly what those codes would look like, but I think in a period of already very, very expensive housing costs, that would be something that all Michiganders need to be paying attention to. And you would hope that any codes take into consideration how much it decreases the cost of living in that home over time. And then finally, there is a requirement in these set of bills to reduce carbon emissions from transportation by 25% by 2035. Obviously, electrification of vehicles can play a part in that. Um, but in, in addition, fuel standards can play a part in that. I don't know exactly what that would look like, but where we would be watching it from Cherryland's perspective is, are we preparing from an infrastructure perspective to serve that electric vehicle load if this hastens the pace at which people will be purchasing and installing vehicles on our system? So so expect more from us in coming months as the Senate and eventually the House start negotiating on this energy bill package. We know it's not going to look like it does now when it gets to the finish line. And at the end of the day, our priority is going to remain advocating for reasonable timelines and ensuring that we can maintain reliable electricity in Michigan. Um, but what that looks like in the end, I can't say today, but it is something our board has begun discussions on. So our next board meeting is May 22nd. We will begin that board meeting with member input at 9 a.m. And if you have any questions about this update or any anything else going on with the co-op, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Join us next time for more co-op energy talk.